Hello and welcome to Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network. It's Thursday and it's time for video on Thursdays and we'll get a chance to do that here in just a second. Remember, Hoosier Football Tailgate is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all things uh, sports wagering with up-to-date uh, news, stats, and odds. Bet online is where the game starts. Hoosiers kick off Friday or Saturday afternoon uh, at 12 o'clock, and it's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, part of uh, Fox's big national coverage that happens on Saturdays. And right now, the Hoosiers are pretty big underdogs in this ball game. But uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth here in a second about Michigan. Watch some film of Michigan from earlier on in the season and talk about some of the things that make them a pretty good uh, football team from the standpoint of what they're doing right now. They're the number ranked team in the country uh their defense is phenomenal uh nationally ranked number one in the big 10 in total defense offensively i believe they're fourth overall in the big 10 uh scoring about 20 point or scoring uh defense is about 16.7 points a game so uh we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a second uh if you had a chance the other day to listen to zach ostrom and for joining us here from the indianapolis star talking a little bit about what will be rod carey's first opportunity to call plays as the offensive coordinator for the Hoosiers Saturday uh, afternoon. It'll be interesting to see what uh, little things have maybe been added to the game plan. Uh, um, Taven is still going to be the starting quarterback. And uh, most importantly, I think you're going to see offensively speaking, a little bit more of getting the ball in and out of Taven's hands quickly, utilizing some play action slash bootlegs uh, in that regard, and maybe at times uh, some quarterback run or design run potential or the potential of of <clears throat> Mixing other parts into the equation uh, with uh, Jalen and uh, from that standpoint being a dual threat in terms of being a wide receiver and also having the ability to run the ball. Uh, right now, we don't have any idea of who may not be available for Indiana on on Saturday as they really don't release that until uh, the availability reports come out uh, about two hours prior to the game, which I guess in some respects, it eliminates you know, some speculation throughout the week, but ideally you would like to have an idea of who they have or not have available on a Saturday afternoon up in Ann Arbor, a place that the Indiana Hoosiers have not won since 1987 when they won a 14 to 10 ball game up there under uh, coach Mal Mallory and um, the closest IU win uh was back in 2020 uh when michael Penix jr threw for about 342 yards and hoosiers won uh i believe it was at 31 21 we'll have some of that statistic uh here in a, in a little bit so um the hoosiers have struggled up in ann arbor uh i believe 
Michigan is 14 and 0 against Indiana when Michigan is ranked. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things against the Hoosiers uh, going up to Ann Arbor on Saturday. And um, with the change offensively uh, and potentially some of the aspects of what they do, uh, hopefully the defenses address some of their miscues that they had on the last game against Maryland with some blown coverages and such. I think Tom uh, Allen uh, kind of alluded to that in the presser on Monday where he said they may have uh, focused on too many other things more that weren't as important of making sure that everybody was on the same page as coverage. So sometimes coaches get the pen in their hand and they start drawing and they get overly creative and they find out that, you know, we really are putting ourselves in a bind here by doing this and we need to get away from it and do the things that work and get rid of the things that do not work and kind of a take the rod carry approach offensively is the place he's going to run is the ones that work and stay away from things that put them in a, in a hole offensively. Let's take a look here at um, some of the statistical aspects of this game uh, against uh, uh, Michigan on, on Saturday and uh bringing up some of my stuff here as it pertains to uh, sh- screen share. So give me a moment here. Um, all righty. You can see here that uh, Indiana's offense is really only 20 points a game, uh, 334 yards of offense per game, 40% on third down, not bad, not great. Fourth down, really uh, one out of three is about where they're at. And right now as a total team, I believe their turnover margin is a plus one. And um, you got to see some of this stuff has got to get ultimately better uh, for the Hoosiers uh, heading, uh, you know, to finish up the rest of the year, um, they're going to have to improve some drastically in all this. Michigan's defense, as I said, they're the number one ranked defense in the big team and total defense, plus they're nationally ranked overall. 6.7 points a game. They've been very stingy, only giving up 90 yards of rushing a game, 142 and a half yards rushing a game. Four interceptions. One of those went back, was a pick six Saturday up at Minnesota in which the Hoosiers won they're doing on third down 30% on third down uh, fourth down 25% pretty darn good and then their turnover margin as uh, overall as a team is a plus three so even as good as they've been they're not haven't been creating a ton of turnovers on uh, on defense uh, from that perspective uh, looking at um, Indiana's defense giving up about 20 points a game, 342, which is not bad. Decent on third and fourth downs. Um, and this is where this is going to collide this week against a very uh, productive Michigan offense where they're throwing uh, 37 points a game, uh, 852 yards rushing, 229 yards passing. 
Harbaugh is predominantly a running uh, type of coach, and you can see that's near pretty near 50-50 on rush pass in terms of yardage. But you're going to see more focus and uh, emphasis on running the football and then utilizing play action and uh, uh, boots and such with J.J. McCarthy. But uh, overall, 408, 414 yards a game. And offensively, their uh, third down percentage, 56%, which is uh, really good. Um, that tells you right there that they're getting very efficient yards on first and second down. And the majority of their third downs are third and medium or less. And you can see right now that even on fourth down, uh, they're at 63% on fourth down, which is another uh, great statistic for them. Looking at some of the players that they have to take an eye uh, look at, of course, J.J. McCarthy, second-year starter, 77% on his past completions. That's astronomically and overly, overly good. A lot of these are balls that are thrown in that, probably in that six to 10 yard uh, vicinity, um, you know, quick passing game and such. But anyway, when the ball leaves his hands, he's completing about 78% over 1300 yards on the season, 11 touchdowns, only three interceptions. So as you can see, He's really done a great job in TD to interception ratio and also their percentage completion uh, through the year. Blake Corum, their top running back, 494 yards, 83 rushing attempts thus far, averaging a robust six yards of carry, 10 TDs. Another guy that you'll also see, they've got three wideouts, Roman Wilson, uh, Cornelius Johnson and uh, Donovan Edwards. These three are pretty identical in their receptions and yardage, as you can see, where Wilson has been their big uh, target for in terms of receiving touchdowns, where he's got eight already. And then uh, Loveland and tight end is another big target for them. 16 receptions on the year, 205 yards and one TD. So right now you can see from the running backs situation to the outside receiver situation, um, the Hoosiers are going to have to have a lot to deal with on, um, on Saturday, this uh, Michigan offense and uh, have a lot of things that they're going to have to be aware of in terms of who's on the field and who's not. And again, running back wise, they got, they go about three deep here, but Quorum right now is their top guy. And then on defense, their three linebackers are their top tacklers. And that tells you two things. One, the defensive line is doing a great job occupying their gaps, occupying blocks and not let and keeping their linebackers free. And that's why you see these guys having these type of tackles on the year. So you can say that the defensive line has been, you know, very, very good in what they are doing schematically to not only take care of their gap responsibility, but also keep their linebackers clean to make plays. And then uh, you got two guys up front, Graham, who has uh, got 16 tackles on the year, four tackle for losses and one and a half sacks. And then Josiah Stewart, their defensive end, 16 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, 
three sacks on the year. So he's a guy, number five, that the Hoosier really going to have to focus in on, especially on passing situations and making sure that they're accounting for Stewart in the rushing game, uh, pass protection game, because he can be a threat uh, to the passing game. So a lot, a lot of good players there, a lot of sophomores in that group. Um, so you can, you know, you can see they've got some talent there at Michigan. When you look at this on, when I say keys to victory, there is no question that Indiana is going to have to play a very, very good football game and Michigan has to help. They have to have turnovers and their defense and offense have to have probably one of their worst games of the year. I mean, right now, um, offensively, um, Indiana just has to make sure that they make Michigan earn all their points and mesh make them earn it by making them drive the field and 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 not giving up the cheap scores offensively the you know offense ideally they've got to be able to rush for 125 and pass for 275 that's going to get them up to close to 400 yards that in itself should give them at least 28 points up on the scoreboard if not more uh you're again you're dealing with a Michigan offense i said earlier about 37.5 37 38 points a game and in order for that to decrease and give the Hoosiers a chance uh a lot of things are going to have to come into play with this on top of uh the offensive uh effectiveness no cheap scores no must not have any blown coverages because if you if you're going to blow a coverage they're going to kill you. Michigan is too good of a football team for us, for, uh, for Indiana to have any missed assignments or mental lapses on the field. Uh, they have to be ready uh, from the start of the game to lock in and get themselves focused to make sure that they're giving Michigan all they can handle from the defensive perspective. And the offense has to be on point on everything that they do from an offensive perspective. And then last but not least, no turnovers and must create at least two. Um, Both teams are in the plus category on the uh, turnover margin. Uh, Michigan is very good at, you know, ball security and stuff. But this is a game that IU must create some uh, um, turnovers in this ball game. As you can see, the Hoosiers are going to have a a pretty big tall task on on Saturday against this Michigan football team that – we know can be a problem, uh, but Indiana overall is going to have to play a uh, – all right, let's take a look at some of the Michigan uh, defense from games early on in the season. This is a game against um, East Carolina. Uh, as you can say here, um, Michigan has a lot of different stuff. They will, you know, show a front and then move out. We'll show this from the end zone here in a second. Uh, but you know, they're a team that likes to do that. They also like to show coverage, different coverage schemes, as you can see here, of a good job. Watch their linebackers fill. They're very quick and they get to the line of scrimmage cause havoc um they have a lot of great team speed defensively as you can see here as they move um 
and show their stuff. You can see right there how they fill that hole. Here's an inside zone. I mean, it's a simple thing when you think about it because it's essentially uh, he's he's there. These two are working here and up to this guy. These two right here are back up to this guy. And this guy is, is uh, you can do one or two things to him. You can, you can have him arc and block the corner and make 17 the read, or you can just straight off block him and hand it off. But as you're going to see here, uh, this center is dead wrong. He's got his shoulders turned right now. He has no way of getting this guy, none. And you can see the tight ends carrying off. So this is really not a read. They're running inside zone, and there's just no hole there because their center uh, doesn't block it correctly. All right, let's see what we got here. Okay, three by one set. You got three guys up to the field. You're one on one into the boundary. Back is weak. Looks like they're going to bring something here. Um, you know, off the edge wise, the backer. This is a backer here. This guy right here is a backer. And then this is the other backer, as you can see there. Um, getting ready on this uh, third and five. You can see them. They like to. You know, cause some havoc, get the quarterback to check and do things like that by their movement. And uh, as you can see here, East Carolina is in a situation where they have to check because they're expecting a blitz. And what's going to happen at the snap of the ball? This guy is going to drop out. This guy's going to come. As you can see here. It's kind of a, a zone blitz scenario here in theory, but they're playing man free. And how you can tell they're playing man free here. These guys' eyes are on their guy. They got him no matter what. This guy's free. And he's just going to kind of read the tailback. And this guy here that's dropping technically has the, has the tailback in this, in this scenario. So they come, they try to throw uh, essentially a seam route um, on the outside. I'm not sure what they're doing up here. They got two guys running into each other and really nothing happening. Um, but uh, there's one where if he throws the ball better here, uh, he's got a chance for a big play, and the protection wasn't bad. But they broke it up. Good. Reach secondary, solid, solid secondary. Here's an end zone level. Uh, uh, look at this. Speed it up here a little bit. So you can see right now, now the way, theoretically, if if you're throwing a drop back pass, you know, I like a man side and a zone side. So in this instance, 
this tackle would be out here. He would be setting here and the center would be setting the a gap. This guy would be boom. This guy would be boom. And then this guy here is the backs. If he comes, the backs got him. If he doesn't, the back run a check release type of thing. Let's see what East Carolina does here. They zone it and man it. Now, one thing that this this guy here, this right tackle, he can't get his shoulders turned. He's got to stay square pretty good in that regard to make sure that he's getting this twist on the backside. But pretty good pickup by East Carolina here. Little collapse there on the backside. But you can see this throw. If he throws it a little bit, they got a chance on that one. Next series here, you can see East Carolina is going to do some motional motion aspects to try to, uh, you know, get Michigan to, to um, you know, adjust their defense and stuff. But as you can see here, base first down and 10, Michigan's playing a two safety, probably playing two here and four at the field, up to the field, or they could roll their coverage um, and play some type of three coverage. But here, when you got a five-man box, in the run game, you've got to be able to run it. I mean, you've got to be able to hand the ball off and run. And again, they're not uh, paying attention to the run assignments here. In this instance here, these two should be working for him. Basically, the center is with this guy with some help here, but they're trying to move it up to this guy up top. And this, this guy can just cut off if you want to, or if you want to read this guy, okay, then he's going to be the read guy. And then um, that uh, they're working, you got an extra body. So you get three for two, two for two, and we'll see what happens here. You know, they they end up pushing it all the way out to uh, number five. So these guys were looking and counting this guy here as a part of the box. So what happens now is you get this, and but he's got to go there. He's got to go there, and this guy's got to be get that guy, and it's very difficult to do that. Uh, I like the fact you got to leave somebody. I mean, sometimes it's just the nature of the beast. And probably in some respects, what they teach the quarterback on this in terms of the read key, if he reads square shoulders, he's basically going to hand it off. He's got to make this guy make a true commitment on that one. And it didn't happen. We'll switch over to offense after this play here. You know, you get a good feel again. 3-2 box, motion, and they run the same play. <clears throat> okay. 
quad four receivers at the top. It's kind of a ghost set quads four receivers to the left, one to the right. So it does create some coverage in situations for Michigan. They kind of get this safety over the top off on the hash there. And you got the two edge guys coming off the edge here. But they're just going to run a twist. You would think this is a good good call by the defense because this is what helps them on quarterback draw because they don't get anybody up to the Mike linebacker. And the Mike linebacker is going to be there to make the play. On the basics, on the basis of that pitcher there, you should be good. And if you're going to run a true draw, you're just going to set, set on this guy, set on that guy, set on this guy, set on that guy, and your center is going to boop, stop, and then he's got to go block that middle linebacker. And what he does is he ends up taking the twister and nobody gets to the backer. So, again, you know, some some missed assignments in this regard for East Carolina uh, down here in the in the opportunity. Uh, now that you got third and nine, this is why Michigan's so good. They go two plays and only gain a y- two yards. And now you're in third and long, and this plays right into Michigan's hands because now they can do what they got to do to get off the field, and they've been pretty good at it. East Carolina decides to go protection and keep two backs in and then throw a total of a three-man route. And essentially, really, they get a pretty good deal here because, and this is a good route for this type of defense here, is this guy's going to end up taking two. He's going to take this corner and this free safety, and then this guy's going to come up and run a big-time corner route against this guy. So. There's the corner route. He underthrows it, and it's a pick because they can't protect. They've got, they're keeping seven in to block four, and they can't protect it. They get caught on a twist. He gets his arm hit, and away it goes. Uh, And Michigan gets one of their interceptions on the year. Let's look at it from the end zone side. Essentially, the two backers, these two uh, running backs, are going to take care of help with the end rushers, and then three up three. Right guard. He's manned on that guy and he gets beat to the inside. This guy takes away, takes the center. Good teaching point here. This guy's going to go right for his hip and pick him off for the twist. They got to be hollering because if he gets the ball out, that's a, that's a completion. 
that's a completion. And that's the difference from being uh, good against Michigan and Michigan dominating you um, from that standpoint. Let's take a look at the Wolverine offense here, if I can. Okay. This is kind of what I was saying earlier. You got to put them in uncomfortable situations like here on the goal line. East Carolina does a good job here. And really, I thought this was a safety. But he ends up getting out. But East Carolina, again, their four-man front, seven technique, two-eye, three, five, kind of playing what we call an under front defensive end, outside backer out here, three safety coming down to get an eight-man box. Comes off the edge, too. Again, Michigan going to run it inside zone. Good job by East Carolina again. Here's a good job by the linebacker. Get, staying, you know, getting off a block on the eight-man front because the corner corner's responsibility goes. So he's there to help make a play. Good wrap-up. Good job by their defense on Michigan's offense. Boom. Good job. Now you got him in third and Michigan going to basically come out in a base set, two tights, two wideouts, and they do a good job. And Michigan just you know, decides we're going to run it here and kick the football, which is good good thing uh, from East Carolina to maintain field position. Okay, inside zone with an RPO. When he decides to throw it out there, East Carolina really kind of defended that pretty good. This is when the Harbaugh was suspended early on in the year. So they're going to run inside zone to our, the way the defense is set left. He makes a fake. And a great job of of coverage on the outside by East Carolina. Okay, bunch set for them. Tight in motion. These are just kind of little spot routes. As you're you're gonna find them all. Basically, this is guys running a sit route, just like he's running a sit there, and this guy's running out. But this guy's coming up here and running a basically uh, a hook, but he's just sitting in the zone. And McCarthy's going to uh, make those type of throws all day. Good job by the DB of stripping the football, making that play. 
Good job on that one. All right, here we go. Again, passing situation, twist on the outside. They're going to throw a corner route, and he makes a nice throw here. This is just an overall really good throw. So what has to happen here, you'll see East Carolina, they do a good job, is that they have to basically uh, communicate on who's got who because it's the way the motion changes things. And they do a good job. And then that corner at the top, he runs good. So he's at uh, he does a good job of running the route and breaking it off. And again, this is how you know Indiana goes about doing things offensively. You can't Stop all of the things. You got to hope that they make some mistakes as well. But if you got it, you got to find ways to get pressure on McCarthy. You got to help him keep him in the pocket. And you, you know, you can't, you can't have breakdowns. And I'll tell you what, right here's a breakdown because he misses this cat right here, going right down the seam. I'm not sure what this guy's doing. If he's got the back or what, but, um. Sorry about that little crayon deal, but watch number two. He's got him. All he's got to do is rip it right in there. Maybe, you know, throw it right there, right behind the backers. He's not going to make that play or him going to make that play. Or you got this guy down on the outside wide open. But he decides to go up there. Good job by uh, East Carolina's defense. This is where... This cat's really good. This is Corum. Big run here for him. Kind of a, again, just nothing special inside zone. Good job of washing it down there and Corum making the offensive players right all the way down to the 10. And you can see he's going to, you know, make plays down, down in that red zone area uh, more times than not uh, for uh Indiana in that regard but as you can see there they're a very 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 good football team and they're going to have to do some things that help Indiana be it turning the ball over being off on offense or defense or both and Indiana being able to capitalize on uh those things and those mistakes that Michigan may make on Saturday yeah the, no team is unbeatable any given Saturday. You know, they're going to have to play their good game where they put points on the board and don't give Indiana any type of hope. But Indiana's got to be uh, raring to go, but they have to play their best game. They have to play their best game to give themselves a chance. And if they can be within uh, 10 to 7 points going into the fourth quarter, they've got a good chance. They have, they'll have a chance. But, you know, it's going to take a special effort. It's going to take a, a day where things go Indiana Indiana's way. They make their, you know, get some breaks. And, and Michigan does some things that uh, you wouldn't think Michigan would do 
for the Hoosiers. And who knows? That's why you play the game. They get the opportunity to go out and play the number two ranked team in the country. They could be national headline news with them getting a big win up there in Ann Arbor. And we're just going to have to see what transpires here Saturday afternoon in Ann Arbor at 12 o'clock kickoff for Indiana and Michigan on the Fox Network. Well, I appreciate you joining me here uh, uh, today here on sponsorship of our our video of uh bet online ag thank them for their sponsorship of our uh hoosier football tailgate we'll catch you on monday for the recap of the michigan versus indiana game on saturday for now i'm the coach griffith this has been hoosier football tailgate on the believe network